Welcome to the Show Me the Data podcast by Leadsit, where every week we get marketing and sales leaders from fast-growing B2B tech companies to share specific tactics they use to drive revenue for their business. The best part, they share the exact metrics and data points behind each of their tactics. I'm your host, Tukhan Das, the co-founder and CEO of Leadsit. See you there. Hello, everyone. This is Tukan from Leadsit here. My guest for the show today is Andy Davis. Andy is the Director of Demand Generation at Attest. Welcome to the Show Me the Data podcast, Andy. Thank you. Uh, really great to be here. Awesome. So I guess before we get started, Andy, one thing that'll be helpful is if you want to give a quick high-level overview of what you guys do at Attest. Yeah, sure. We're, so we're a consumer research platform. So we enable primarily B2C companies uh, if they have a question that they want to ask their target consumers, or they have a hunch or assumption about what their target consumers are thinking, we give them the ability to run that survey to that audience and find out the answer to that question or prove, disprove that assumption uh, very quickly and very easily. So Amazing. it just mean, it means that, that those teams can be like constantly tapped into the people that they're trying to know better and sell to. Great. So who's your typical target audience in this case like who do you guys sell to so we all sell to marketing teams mm-hmm. uh, and, and insights teams so so in some of the larger companies we'll have kind of like research and insights professionals who will use our platform but a lot of our customers are marketers understood and 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 obviously you're targeting like consumer facing brands retailers and and those kind of yeah yeah exactly like food and beverage direct to consumer brands like anyone with a reasonably large consumer kind of audience that they're trying to get in touch with understood and just out of curiosity how often do people run these tests oh like massively varies depending on the Hmm. on the client but like it's not uncommon for someone to do like a brand tracker once a month once a quarter so that would just be a dip just to see kind of like has brand awareness perception consideration all of these things gone up gone down in the in that period mm-hmm. but then people use it for like consumer profiling get to know their consumer better creative testing right these things can be like creative testing can be like all the time right anytime yep. you're about to run a new campaign you can test it live or you can test it through a test and run whatever one kind of works best live and how long does it normally take to get the results back uh oh you're talking like in some cases hours oh Max wow yeah, yeah 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 super fast almost like, real like, time yeah 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 um yeah cool. i mean you can see the numbers coming in real time but to fill it i mean it depends a bit on how many questions and who the what the audience is mm-hmm. uh, how big the sample size you want but um but yeah we're talking kind of days max very cool great so let's let's dive into our today's topic it's one of my favorite topics is you know lead generation um, yep. So you're the you know director of demand gen, and it seems like you 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 guys made a pretty big shift uh, with your lead gen strategy at a test over the last little bit. Um, but can you tell me before you made the switch to whatever you were doing, uh, whatever you're doing currently, what were you guys doing before? Yeah, sure. So we were like heavy heavy users of uh, predominantly LinkedIn for, as a like LinkedIn lead gen forms. So promoting mm. kind of downloadable assets like PDF content about various things like related to what a test does, right? Kind mm-hmm. of uh, all educational, all great content. But this was like the primary kind of like 
like bedrock of, of what we were doing. Um, lots of different campaigns, different content assets targeted to different audiences, but all with the singular objective of get someone to download that form. And then when they've downloaded that form, assuming they meet a few criteria, put them into the hands of the SDRs and then the SDRs would then try and like, get in touch and bring them into the sales pipeline. Got it. So if I understand, it seems like you were using like a paid social, which is LinkedIn primarily to drive people to download a lead magnet or... or 100%. Yes, exactly. And then give it to SDRs to follow up to book a meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So now, you, and you change that and we are going to talk about that. Before yeah. we talk about, why did you decide to change? I... I start, I mean, I, I read around, I educate myself all the time, right? And so I follow some extremely good advice that I, that I, I came across and just started really digging into the data mm. and really, really analyzing of all of the different sources that we have leads coming into the into our world. Uh, not how many leads are we getting, not how many MQLs or SALs are getting, but how much revenue are we generating from these things? Totally. And when looking at this particular source, the LinkedIn lead gen source, yeah. like, that's a very sad day. Right, uh, so you end up discovering you've got a 0.1% conversion rate from lead to a new client, right? Which is pretty dire. Yeah. Um, but a reasonable amount of money going into the to the activity, totally. um, which, I mean, triggered like pretty strong response. I was like, I just need to stop. Um, didn't necessarily have like an instant backup plan. Like my boss very sensibly asked me, like, what are you going to do next? And I was mm -hmm. like, not quite sure. Um, first step is stop wasting that money. And then I'll come back with like a bit more of a plan about what we're going to do as an alternative type of campaigns. But that was the real trigger. It was like, right, let's think that like we, the marketing team were already on, the, on a bit of a journey away from being a lead gen function to be like, we want to be a revenue generating function. Absolutely. So we started moving our KPIs down the funnel. So we'd already moved the KPI from like leads MQLs. This was in Q4 of last year. And these MQLs to meetings booked, as in SDR successfully books a meeting, a follow-up meeting for an AE to take with that prospect. Got that it. really made us start looking like being way more focused on pipeline impact mm -hmm. rather than like top what rather than what we can see in a channel, LinkedIn, what can we see in our CRM mm -hmm. happening in the pipeline? Yeah. And you start doing the analysis that I just described, and you're like, well, wait a minute, we're doing loads of this thing in the channel. And it's, yeah. it's not moving this number in the pipeline, like hardly at all. A lot yeah. of noise in the system, not a lot of like revenue outcome at the at the bottom of that system. Um, so something had to change. Absolutely. So let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions there, Andy. So basically, you as a marketer at that point or whoever was the primary driver before you guys decided to switch was MQLs and leads. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Got it. And and you said the main thing that, that made you shift was looking at this conversion from MQL or leads to actual these deals close, which is what, 0.01% or 0.1%. Yes. That's, that's, that's really poor. Now, yes. now what, were, what was working? But because you guys were closing deals. So what were the other things that were bringing in new customers? Yeah. So like a lot of it was coming from our kind of like demo request form or like our, our chat tool, people coming through like that. Um, Got it. You were coming through, like they were downloading content on the website and they were kind of coming into the pipeline that way. It was a bit of a strange time. Like so if you imagine this is this, this analysis is taken, this is taking place in January. Yeah. Right. So yeah. uh, I'd only been in the business since June the, the year before. So I Got joined it. during the pandemic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Really have any data about events. Yeah. You know, like didn't really have like there were like some sources which we have been used to having and that we like have in the and our like toolkit now a bit more that didn't really exist at the time. So where that most of that value was coming from, some kind of content downloads from the website. Yeah. Um, but but the majority was the kind of uh like demo request and got it got it so just ballpark numbers andy what percentage of your marketing budget before you switch were you spending on this paid advertisement to drive gated content 80 percent 80 percent yeah like vast majority of the budget was going oh wow okay cool so so now you look at the data and you're like damn, these leads that we are generating that is making me feel good as a marketer, if I'm just being measured on marketing-led uh, MQLs, they're not converting into revenue. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you start doing? So what was uh, your Yeah, that's a great question, right? So uh, I start, first of all, I, well, first of all, we stopped doing this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I started scouring the internet to see what other people in this situation do, right? Mm-hmm. Right, learn from others. And then uh, also then just started looking for other, like we knew that, what we knew was our target audience is in this channel. Yep. Because they've been downloading our stuff and the exactly. people that have been downloading the content yep. are like a great fit for a test. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. like, right, ICP audience is yep. in this channel. That's right. The mechanism that we are communicating with, using to communicate with them is not working right we're like getting them to download something having them over like they're ready to be sold to and they're not okay so that we know that linkedin is a viable channel we're just using need to use it slightly differently right so what can we what i start thinking like what do we already have what content do we already have that we could use to communicate with them in this channel Mm -hmm. um, the answer is quite a lot like we had video case studies this was thing number one okay so like just take our video case studies and just run campaigns around them first of all just didn't even because we wanted to move quickly, didn't even try and chop them up. They were like somewhere between two and four minutes just to get in into the channel quickly so that we didn't disappear out of the market, reasonably competitive market, don't want to just vanish, uh, just ran them. As a second step, started cutting them up and mm-hmm. like running slightly shorter snippets just with like the really juicy quotes. So that, that was really the first step of being like, right, okay, we need to rethink how we're using this channel. Think about it as a mechanism to communicate a message rather than to like acquire a lead. Okay. What do we have already that can be used to do that with like minimal effort so we can go from like that realization to having a campaign live quite quickly and kind of like landed with those video case studies, which we already had at the time. Got it. So your primary objective now, campaign objective move from getting someone like an MQL to now demo booked? Is that the primary objective that you were optimizing for? Yeah, yeah. So like booking a demo is like the ultimate objective. Yeah. But the the campaign is not just measured on that. Okay. Right. Because so we're like, if we want, if we're going to run a video, yeah, we want people to be watching the video. Mm-hmm. That's like thing one. Uh, if they click through to our site, that's cool. Um, and if they if I can see a direct conversion to a demo request, that's also great. Yep. Uh, but I can't, you kind of know, like in your gut, if, if let's say, let's say a thousand people watch the video. Yeah. Uh, some of those thousand may see another ad in like two months time sure. and go through a search channel and book sure. a demo there and LinkedIn will sure. have no idea. You'll have no exactly. idea. So you have to be we, we're like, part of the, uh, 
I thought it was exciting, but I, I think some of the team found it scary. Yeah. Uh, things about the change was you, you, like you have to loosen up a bit on like how how you how much you can rely on like easy attribution. Mm-hmm. Attributing lead gen was easy. Someone downloaded it. Were they the right fit? Yeah. It, Where did they come from? Like it's like, like a straight yeah. line. Yeah. When we made this change, right, it starts getting really messy. So, yeah. so like that, yes, of course, if someone books a demo, that is like, that's what we're actually ultimately aiming for. Yeah. Being able to draw in a straight line from that demo booking to the thing that we did in LinkedIn, yeah. much harder to do. And yeah. therefore just kind of like let that go a little okay. bit so okay. that we didn't start turning off things that potentially were valuable just because they weren't directly leading to demo requests. Understood. Now, one question I have is for the SDRs that were used to getting these leads that are coming from download like yeah. content downloads and for them to follow up what's going on with them at this point because there are not so many you know leads coming in via yeah. inbound what's the situation there at that yeah point? yeah that's yeah exactly that's like a huge factor in like yeah. internal kind of changes that are required so at this point in like this is january time right this was the only channel that we're turning off Mm-hmm. So like there was still a reasonably high lead volume coming in through like website content downloads or people coming to webinars and things like that. So like there's like it's not wasn't just a like a wholesale switch off of every mm-hmm. content download. There was just this mm-hmm. really specific place that we wanted to make a change. Mm-hmm. Most like honestly, because that there, there was like quite a lot of money going into that channel, right? So if you feel in the other ones they're, they're like close to close to free, mm-hmm. and therefore like you just didn't feel quite as much pressure on them. Like in retrospect, it was all the same thing and probably could have changed everything at the same time. But like, I don't have a time machine. I can't go back and make that decision for myself uh, seven months ago. So <laughs> yeah, we did what we did. But like, so they were still like the lead volume for that, for that SDR team uh, was still like reasonable at that point. It wasn't kind of like, it wasn't. Understood. So, so the, so the, the lead magnets that you were promoting on LinkedIn um, you still continued having those lead magnets on your website. You were just not putting paid dollars to drive people to download. Correct. Correct. So they and they and like so there's a reasonably high volume of downloads that happen just the people coming to our site and finding the content and 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 downloading it. Absolutely. So this is you talked about attribution and you gave a very specific example and we struggle with it ourselves. So. Someone sees a video ad, as you mentioned, a video case study on LinkedIn, and they might or might not have clicked to your website, but they remember the brand attest. Two months later, they were talking internally. They're like, oh, let's Google attest, go to your website, book a demo. It's, I I do not know if it is possible to attribute that, that flow. Uh, If, so my question to you is, how do you, how do you track it from a, marketing cost per demo booked or cost of acquisition if you're thinking from paid channels and stuff like that yeah sure so so we do a few things around attribution Mm -hmm. so um it's a bit like all of this is a little bit messy but sure here's what it is so we have like with all of these convert that demo book conversions we get the last converting channel like either google analytics or in salesforce we see that cool sure most of them are search fine we kind of knew that anyway um, we also have a fo- uh, question on our uh, demo request form. Where did you find out about a test? True. That gives us a little bit of a clue. Like, yeah. okay, where are they finding out about? Some of them say Google, some of them say LinkedIn, whatever. Um, we also, our, our sales team are like kind of primed to like pass on feedback into the yeah. team whenever they, yeah. whenever they get it. So 
so the other day we got some feedback from someone they said oh um they, they came in through demo request everything said search but in the conversation with the salesperson they said we see your ads everywhere and we can see who you've worked with and like you've been on my mind and i've been meaning to reach out for a few weeks like, that is awesome what's important though we've seen your ads you can click That's on it. your ads yeah you, you know i've just seen them but i'm like that's really useful intel because like there's a little bit of a leap of faith here like all right someone's seen what we're promoting and yeah. at some point that will resonate that's resonated and at some point they'll come through and yeah it'll, it'll be like it'll we'll get the outcome that we want so getting yeah. that kind of feedback from the sales team so Got it. i did also go through an exercise where i like i emailed six months like anyone that had completed that demo request form over the last six months i emailed them and said how could you, you tell me your story yeah. about how you found out about a test and we'll give you an Amazon voucher. And that was That's super awesome. illuminating, huh. um, which and it, it's a lots of word of mouth, but like really, like really, really illuminating about like how people found out about us. That's actually a very smart thing to do. Huh? Okay. I've got to pass that to our head of marketing. Okay. So now I, I, again, like I didn't come up with this idea. Someone did it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I am copying that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Great. And that's, that's what inspiration is for. So that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So one question then now, I guess, so you have made this change. What are some metrics now? So what's the, what's the comparison you, you mentioned from MQLs to deals close was 0.1%. Yeah. What, what's it looking like now? Oh yeah. I mean, so like the demo request is like some, depending on the quarter, somewhere between six, six and a half and seven and a half. So it's like so dramatically different percent from, from demo inquiry through to close one business. Wow. So, so dramatically different. So if I may go back one step, Andy, previously from an MQL to demo and then from demo to close, what do you know off the top of here? What, what's the percentage from an MQL to a demo previously? Uh, like no more than a couple of percent. Okay. Like so, once, they, once they got to that kind of like demo stage, it's like we the conversion rate through... Yeah, yeah, like not not very high. So not we would basically high. go from needing for like in the 0.1 percent, like you need a thousand of a thing to get one customer to be needing yeah. fifteen of a thing to get a customer. Yeah. It's like just com a completely different funnel that we're working with. That's that's massive. And and are you spending the same kind of money? Or are you spending more? Or uh, yeah, we're spending roughly the same. Wow. We are spending roughly the same. Um, it's it's distributed in slightly different places. And in terms of how do we like do ROI calculations and stuff like that, just look at the like the entirety, how much did we spend? Mm -hmm. and how much did we get back? And we, like, we just kind of keep it pretty simple. Totally. And then you can still tell whether like there are some, uh, were there some things in this quarter, half, whatever mix that were like stand out, worked very well and what wasn't and can make adjustments like that. Um, but we're kind of looking at like the total impact of everything that we did yeah. rather than picking on individual channels. So would you say that you are a firm believer in the fact that the whole notion of someone downloading content is not necessarily a strong signal of buying intent? Like, oh, would, yeah. you, would you agree with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and what, what was fun when we were going through this, so we did this with LinkedIn lead gen forms in January. And then like, since mm -hmm. that point, we've kind of been like, like learning more and more and coming to more realizations and mm -hmm. like reason, reasonably recently as in like within the last month have like made an equivalent change across the entire inbound funnel so now like we don't hand over like it's literally just demo requests chat 
and a few um, few types of events and, and PQRs going through to sales. And what was fun during that process, when I go around talking to people and kind of explaining what we're, what we're intending to do, you yeah. ask a question at the table, you're like, right, when was the last person time anyone downloaded some content? Maybe like half people put their hand up. Yeah. And you say, okay, cool. Did you get contacted by an SDR? Another half put their hand up. And you say, all right, did you respond? <laughs> no, no one. And you're like, okay, right. So we're basically expecting our customers or potential customers to do something completely different to what we do. Yeah. Even though in our case, the test case, their marketers yeah. do. Yeah. They know what we know. Like yeah. they know what they're getting. Everyone, everybody, oh. B2B, buy. They know what they're getting into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, our data just showed that there's a very, very big difference between yeah. uh, a conversion type where someone has said, I'm somewhat interested in buying what you're selling mm-hmm. and a conversion type where they have not. Exactly. Like booking a demo is, I, I believe it's, it's probably one of the strongest form of intent signals anyone can have. Oh yeah. Request yeah. pricing yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So one question I have, and this is, it just came to my mind is, uh, is there a platform that does the stuff that a test does, but for B2B people? That's a great question. I mean, a test will do it for B2B people. Right. Uh, we're, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, we're, it, like, it, it, it works. And this would be true for like anyone, mm-hmm. uh, any, any, any of anyone that does similar things. Like it is, it's a bit easier to do for B2C. We mm-hmm. have B2B clients. You do? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, this was, this was a lot of fun, Andy. I, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all these insights. Um, some of those things I also believed in, uh, but your data backs it up. And I know folks like Chris Walker, and there's a bunch of folks on LinkedIn, they're talking about it. So that's, that's great to hear. And the other thing was the attribution piece that you talked about. We face the same thing is like, okay, we, they, I know they, some people saw an ad on LinkedIn or Facebook, or maybe on Google display network. And then maybe three weeks later, they booked a demo. Um, so it says Google search is the final channel. How do you attribute for all the efforts? Should you stop spending money on LinkedIn? Does that, uh, but, but it's, it's, it's great the way you, you guys are doing it and, 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 and the, the survey thing that you did to get people to just say, how, how did you find out about us? It's, it's brilliant actually. Yeah. Yeah. People are really open. Yeah. Actually, we like learned some really interesting things about our sales process as well. Pop, really? like good, and, good and bad when people came back and like just huh. like gave it to us which is brilliant, right? so we're like <laughs> uh got like got some kind of like incredible insight there uh really educational yeah uh, like, around insights around you mean the buyer's journey really yeah really? yeah 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 so like, we actually wasn't it didn't just tell us about channels it, it told us about kind of like that whole prospect experience so we we it helped is helped us work out what channels um, we should double down in or like where we've kind of, we're running on gut feel, but yeah. actually we've got some validation. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, but also kind of, we've changed some of the, that kind of how we manage a lead through that process as well. Cause, uh, because of like one of the comments that we got, like, okay, that's fair. Make some changes, which just means we've created a more efficient, almost like a more efficient customer centric process. Absolutely. And super data driven too. Yeah. Always. That's amazing. That's what we do at test, right? Right. Exactly. No, you 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 are yeah, yeah. you are fall eating your own dog food. So this is great. Yes. Awesome. 
thank you so much, Andy, and uh, thanks a lot. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thanks.